Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody. Tom Miller here. Really excited to spend some time with you today. Uh, this, is, this is one of my favorite, favorite lessons to teach uh, here and maybe the most important lesson that you might get. And so if this is, if this is your, first, your first workshop with us or your first opportunity uh, to be with us, let us know uh, if you're in the chat box. Um, you know, go ahead and let us know where you're from uh, and what is it that you are looking uh, to learn today. So um, I'll give a minute or so here for some folks to come in and everybody to get situated. And I'm going to put some links here in the chat uh, so you have them. So we're, so we're live in multiple different places. So whether you're uh, watching us live on Facebook uh, or, or you're on our YouTube page or listening to the archive on the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome again. My name is uh, Tom Miller, the owner of Leaders Building Leaders. And it is our goal to be the difference maker in the leadership development of individuals and organizations. And we're here to serve you today as part of our, uh, our nine-part uh, charter school vendor expert series. And I'm going to be teaching specifically on how you can fully enroll your school next year, how to secure, enroll and secure a seat for every, every uh, you know, single opening that you have. Because I believe that cash is the oxygen which drives your vitality as, a, as an organization. And without it, you're going to be reaching for any pocket of air to survive, right? So if you don't have revenue, you can't run your business. And whether you're a private school leader or a charter school leader uh, listening in on this you know, session or you know, being part of the workshop, uh, you, 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 cannot, you cannot survive without revenue. Right? your school will eventually um, close. And that's actually uh, over uh, in North Carolina is where I'm at. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. But in North Carolina, um, of the, of the uh, 50 or so charter schools that have you know, closed or never opened, over 80% of them have uh, closed specifically because of enrollment right, or cash. Because I, you know, I believe they go hand in hand. So this 45 minutes of time, if you invest it, could net your school, I think, anywhere between 60 and $120,000 of additional revenue next year. Now, if you want 60 to $120,000 more next year, I mean, honestly, what would you do with that? I just want you to think about it right now. So if you're on here or in the comments, you could drop in the comments. What would you do? What would you do with an extra 60 to you know, to $120,000 at your school next year, uh, or, or just, you know, write it down on a piece of paper, right? It's part of your, your vision board or your dream board. What would you do with an extra 60 to 120,000? And I know when I was a charter school principal, you know, I mean, if I had an extra $60,000, oh my gosh, that could have been a, you know, 
um, the salary of an instructional coach or an extra staff member, uh, or it could have sent, you know, or like entire eighth grade to some amazing, you know, amazing, you know, journey to, uh, you know, colleges, um, you know, around the country. It could have uh, done lots of, you know, different things to accelerate the mission and the vision of our school. But I mean, just really think about it. That's about in North Carolina, that's about 10 students. So 10 additional students uh, would, would, you know, get you that $60,000. And, you know, depending on what state you're in, uh, it could be more. There's some states that get 15 to $20,000 per every student. So um, think on that question right now. I'm going to give you a chance here to think I'm going to, I'm going to grab some water. And welcome if you've come in after after the start. My name is Tom Miller, and and we're just you know thinking through we're just you know thinking through the question. If you had an additional sixty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, what would you do with that money? So you can either drop it in the chat box uh, or in the comment box wherever you're watching or uh, listening. Now, when schools under enroll, it triggers a series of poor financial decisions. And sometimes these decisions can be catastrophic to the organization's culture and overall stability. And this is especially challenging for any new school, right, to enroll, uh, you know, to ensure that their school opens on time with those basic resources. You know, because if, if, if they don't, you know, the first thing to, you know, typically go <laughs> is the most important part, which might be professional development or, uh, resources for the teacher, instructional resources, and and those those are those are uh, critical for the school. And so, did you know, on average, here in North Carolina, public charter schools here open their first year with only 75 to 85 percent of their first year projected enrollment. 75 to 85 percent. And I, you know, took that data from the schools that opened from 2012 to uh, 2018. So what was their, what was their, what was their projection versus their actual? I mean, imagine if you were the founding board, right, or the founding school leader, starting your school at already a 25 to 15 percent budget deficit. How would you survive, right? How would you be able? to survive. So as the founding board, it's the leaders, you know, and the leaders responsibility, and I believe the teachers and the family's responsibility who go to that school to help fill every single seat. And I'm going to teach you how to do that uh, today. So as a former uh, charter school principal, you know, charter school uh, consultant now for the last 10 years for the state of North Carolina and any you know, uh, privately, I'm going to share what I have learned works for schools to fill every single seat. So if you want that, give me a yes in the chat box that you're with me and you can hear me that this is what I want. I want to fill every single seat um, wherever you're listening. Okay, wherever you're at, because I need to know that that's why you're actually on this call <laughs> to make sure you're on the right one. And if you address the problems that I you know, talk about, because I'm going to I'm going to try to align the problem with the solution and follow these recommended steps that are in our fully enrolled workbook. And, and maybe you've already, you know, uh, received a copy of that. Uh, if not, I put a link here in the, in the comment box of how you can get your own, um, you know, copy of our fully enrolled workbook. You're going to see vast improvement, right? I'm, I'm going to teach you one of the uh, sections of the workbook uh, today. And if you think that that's, that that's, uh, you know, value to you, I mean, imagine if you had the other, 
the other five uh, sections, uh, what, what uh, you can do. So you can grab that um, in the comments. Um, and a quick history on me, former exceptional children's teacher, director of a highly, highly effective K-8 uh, charter school in uh, Brunswick County. I wrote my dissertation on the characteristics of effective charter schools. Maybe some of you have read it. It's a, it's a great page turner. Uh, I worked in the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction for three years in the Office of Charter Schools. And it was at that point that I was in charge of the charter application process and the ready to open process that is still utilized today. Um, in 2014, I launched uh, this company, Leaders Building Leaders, which has served uh, hundreds of uh, private schools, charter schools, and uh, charter school vendor businesses to improve their health and vitality. So, so let's get started. That's why you came in, right? So I'm going to be sharing these, these, these four easy changes that you can implement right away. I'm going to take you through, uh, you know, the steps of one or two of those uh, changes that you can instantly start to make the gainful enrollment at your school. Right? And, and so again, if you want access to the, you know, uh, to the workbook, there's a link in the comments and you can grab that. Um, you know, so, you know, again, if you think that what I share with you adds value and you want to wait until after the workshop to get your uh, workbook, that's perfectly fine. Either way, you're going to walk away from this call. Uh, today with some really great strategies. So let me share my screen here so you can see the workbook. And like I said, maybe some of you already have have this workbook, which is great. I'll be teaching directly uh, from it today. And so um, I don't want you to just hit your annual enrollment goals. I believe that every single school, every single you know charter school, private school should at least at minimum have a 50% wait list per every grade level at minimum. And that way you know you have instant security, a 50% wait list. Again, we only got about 40 you know, minutes left to really talk about these issues and identify some strategies, right? But again, the workbook's there for you and you can, you can you know, grab that if you want to really strengthen your marketing plan, your, your uh, process and your reputation. So, to make sure that hits your goals, make sure you put in the chat box or in the comment box. I'm, you know, watching on all the pages uh, today. Uh, what do you want to, like, what do you think is the number one cause of, of if you have low enrollment or under enrollment, you know, uh, uh, go ahead and drop it in the chat box and I'll make sure that I answer your uh, question um, with, 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 with a, a few strategies for you. All right. But I, I guarantee you're going to really, really uh, learn a lot uh, today. So the four changes, right? The first particular change is you want to be able to set a clear vision for the future. Now, what this specifically means, okay, is enrollment and grade structure. We'll start there. Enrollment and grade structure. So what this means, you know, what, what I've seen is that sometimes charter schools and even private schools do not have a clear vision for what they want their school sizes to be per every grade level. Okay, so how many grades they're going to serve, how many particular students are in each class, how many classes per every uh, grade level. And what ends up happening is they basically structure by uh, default and not by design. So that's the first thing. I mean, change number one is to make sure you have a very clear vision for the future of your school. And this could be a three-year vision, a five-year vision. Maybe for some of you, it could just be a one-year vision. Whatever it is, get really, really clear. And in the workbook, it gives you a specific outline 
of how to structure that. And so you can paint the picture so you know exactly how many students you currently have, how many students have applied, how many openings you have, how many more students you still need to recruit um, to, to get to that 50% above uh, the mark, right? So those are the first two you know, steps is to set the enrollment and to set the structure. Now, what I'm going to teach on is, is building a marketing plan, okay? I, I'm going to teach on that you know, piece uh, right here, okay? So enrollment vision. And let's talk about this creating market. This is, you know, step three to the first change. And this is, this is a real uh, big one. So I want you to follow along right here. Um, yeah, great, Marianne. So Marianne says that the parents accept, fill out the paperwork and do not come. Okay, I will make sure then I spend part of this workshop talking you through lottery to the first day of school, okay? I will, I will shift if that's okay with everybody, I will shift what I was going to teach in the back end and I will uh, focus on that because you're right, that's a really important part, keeping them engaged. So let's talk about this creating a marketing plan piece, okay? Creating a marketing plan. So you're gonna work this plan throughout the school year and communicate with your key players every single month, okay? This, this is one of the mistakes that I see schools make is that they do not, <laughs> They do not market and recruit all year long. This has to, it's a, listen, having enrollment is the lifeblood to your school. So kind of back to Marianne's point, right? That, you know, parents uh, sign up, but don't show up. To me, that means that um, you haven't created a scarcity, right? And think about when you buy, right? When you buy something and you see like, hey, limited time offer, where they, you know, shut down like a coupon at a certain time, that's creating scarcity. And charter schools that have been able, you know, charters and private schools that have been able to limit their attrition so they have no openings, right, that creates uh, scarcity because, like, gosh, once I'm in, like, I don't want to lose that chance. So, you know, I want to know exactly where I'm going. I want to know that I'm in, and I'm not going to give up that opportunity, right? So that is part of the puzzle in, in ensuring that they actually show up is creating scarcity. And I'll talk more about how to get there. So let's just talk about how do I fill the seats first, right? How do I fill, you know, the enrollment? It might not be a you know, problem for everybody, uh, but let's just start there. Number one is you got to know all of the possible feeder schools to your school. So all of the schools that are with a 10 or 15 mile radius, whatever they are, you want to educate them about your school option, right? Maybe you're K-8 and they're, you know, K-5. Um, you know, maybe you're 6, you know, 12 and they're, you know, uh, K-5 or, or you're 9, 12 and they're, you know, K-8. Or maybe even there's a 9, 12 in your area and you're a K-8. You want to educate that 9, 12, say, hey, I'm sure they got some siblings. Why don't they come to our school, right? So the, so the first thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that all the other schools around you know about you and, and how could we somehow partner. And you'd be surprised at how many schools don't take the time. And you could easily go to like um, uh, uh, great schools around me, right, or great schools or, you know, and just look. You could just put in your zip code and you'll see all of the schools around you. And you'll know exactly how far away each uh, school is and how, you know, good they are. Okay, so that's the first thing you need to do is know all the feeder schools around you. And 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 to and to start to build a relationship uh, with with those leaders of those schools, so you can create some sort of 
um, you know, someone else telling your story, you know, someone else talking to you about the school. Okay. So that's, that's one right there could easily bring in, actually, I just helped the school uh, do this. They're within, you know, seven miles of each other and they didn't know about each other. And they, they could have up to 18 kids from that school now tra transitioning over to that secondary school, 18 kids times, you know, $6,000. That's $108,000. I think by my math. Yeah, that sounds right. $108,000 just by having one conversation of uh, potential revenue and let me know if you would, you know, would you trade a 10 minute conversation <laughs> for $108,000? I'm pretty sure everybody on this call would, right? So number one, know all the feeder schools around you. Number two, be sure your website is up to date everywhere. And, and the apply for enrollment is really big and bold right on the homepage, right? You could even make it like a pop-up screen, like all those, you know, things that annoy us. There's like, you know, a pop-up screen. But you, I can't believe how many charter schools and private schools that I go to. I go to their website and I can't figure out how would I apply? <laughs> how would I, you know, how do I even know that I can apply? Right. So I know you have an open enrollment date, but you never stop letting you know, people apply to be in your school until you get well, you know, beyond that 50 percent, because you are building a foundation of enrollment. Remember, you want to build, you know, scarcity. You want to get to a point where, you know, people want to get their application and to your organization. But making sure your website is up to date everywhere. Right. So current information, that there's an easy way to apply. It has the current staff on it. And in our uh, workbook, we have a list of all of the things and all of the items that, uh, you know, we have gone out and surveyed parents and asked them specifically, what do you want to see on your uh, child's um, webpage? You know, it was safety parameters, education plan, what are the opportunities for you know my school? And I would challenge anybody right now, right now. I'm going to give you time, either in the chat box or you know uh, write it down. What are the key elements of your school? Why do you think parents choose your school? Or have you asked them why do they choose your school? Now let's say it's uh, low adult to student ratio, right? Small class sizes. Maybe it's a personalized education plan. Maybe it's free transportation and lunch programs. Maybe it's a, um, an outdoor education model. Maybe it's, uh, you know, we're a Montessori school. Whatever it is that why parents choose and you need to ask them, that should be right smack dab in the middle of your homepage. Like as soon as I get to your page from a mobile view, I should be able to see the specific reasons and what are the benefits of my child coming to your school? So whatever you wrote down, go to your webpage and see how long it takes you to identify those words. I'm telling you, be super helpful, right? So apply for enrollment, make sure your website's up to date. Those are two. Number three, don't forget print ads in, 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 in the local newspapers family targeted flyers, restaurants, local billboards. We, we have a charter school that we work with. They put a billboard up at a minor league baseball stadium and they could not believe how many calls and how much information they got directly from that billboard. Because when somebody calls and asks about their school, 
And on their enrollment um, you know, worksheet, they ask, how did you hear about our school? And, and you know, people would say, the billboard at the minor league baseball stadium. Right. Or maybe maybe you, you know, you know, like a billboard might cost you six to ten thousand dollars on a local highway. Right. But if you get two kids, that's free now. Right. Two two students is free. So you need to start thinking of your of your school from a business model. And and, and how do I create free marketing is I need to make sure that my marketing results in enrollment. Now, if you have a sign outside of your school, you need two signs. One sign that creates scarcity in a time frame, right? So open enrollment from January 1st to March 1st, right? Or you know, February 28th. And then when it's when it's March, you take that sign down. Because the last thing, and I just saw this at a school I was at the other day, the last thing you want is a sign that's no longer you know, in the awareness of apply. Because when I see a date that has ended, my first thought is, oh, I missed my chance. But if I see a, you know, apply now, limited seats available, that's still open to me, right? So two signs. The first sign is what is your open enrollment dates? The second sign that goes up is uh, limited spaces available, okay? So those are three right there. I could guarantee you that, that if, if you're listening to this, I just hit on one of those three, maybe all three that, that are either that are, that are relevant <laughs> to impacting your school right now. If so, give me a, a yes in the comment or the chat box I'm seeing here on our Facebook page. We're getting lots and lots of hits on this. So yeah. So um, all right. So Billboard ads, outside signs, websites, all these things are very, very important. So number four, ask current parents, and feel free to stop me at any time to ask a question, but ask current parents and recruit new families, okay? Ask, ask, ask your current parents to recruit new families. Now, it was interesting. I was just, you know, working with a school, and, and, and I asked them, hey, have you ever, have you ever asked your current parents? to um you know bring bring new families and they're like yeah of course i'm like but have you ever been intentional about it like with the time like maybe they get something maybe they get a gift card right or maybe they get you know recognized or or like they they get you know maybe like uniforms or something to that effect i said what i want you to do is give me the addresses of all of your families i don't need to know their names or anything right but if you take their addresses you could create a um a map right you could go to you know, geocache, and you could create a map, right? And maybe, you know, some of you have this because you have a transportation plan, but you could create a map, a plot map of where all the families are. And you want to look at the areas that have a lot of your families. And you want to identify who those families are because those families have influence in the community, right? In the church. <laughs> you need to say, hey, will you help recruit our school? Will you share about our school with the other families or will you introduce me to other families because the because the problem that we have is that we go into communities where we don't have families because we just all of a sudden see this blank spot oh there's none of the families who go here let's go into this neighborhood and knock on door to door and let me tell you everybody how much do you all love right you know you know someone coming to your door to try to sell you something right? you, you don't <laughs> you don't so, I mean, imagine being there 
And but if you've got a if you've got a community member in your school, right, from your school who introduces you, now you're borrowing influence, right? So that's what I want you to do is I want you to get the addresses of your families. I want you to create a you know geocache map, and I want you to identify where your family's coming from, and then identify a family or two in those in those uh, clusters. And I want you to ask them, will you help me recruit? Because sometimes your parents and your families don't even know. Same thing with your teachers. They're also part of the recruiting process. Okay? They are part of the, re the recruiting process. Now, you've already made sure your website is up to date, right? So you don't want to look bad. So you want to make sure that you've done all these, all these steps to actually get there. So those are just those are four really great steps, I think, from, from your creative marketing plan. And there's a bunch uh, you know more here that you that you that you can use. So I'm going to hold there see if there's any any thoughts or questions in the chat box. But if you just took, I can guarantee you, if you just took these these um, four that I just shared, right? Actually, I'll, I'll share one more. Know what the feeder schools are and meet all the principles from those schools. Make sure your website is currently up uh, to date, right? And everything's clear, specifically how the school is going to benefit their child. Grab some print ads in local newspapers, get a billboard, get the signs outside of your, you know, school creating uh, scarcity. Asking your parents to recruit multiple families and only go into the communities that you have families represented in. Okay, and the last one I would say is to identify local real estate agencies and, you know, churches and community centers and ask if you can drop off promotional material or share about your school or share about your school. Right, those are those are five of the potential things you can start to do to create your marketing plan. Not that hard, everybody. Not that hard. And there's you can see there's there's a lot more you know steps right here. Here's change number two: strengthening the brand. I'm not going to go too deep into this because there's a lot of you know a lot of steps. But you want to make sure that your mission is clear, that you've communicated with 100% clarity, and everybody knows why your school exists, what are the core values, what's the education plan, um, you know, what's, the, what's the instructional methods, um, you know, you know, where will the school be in three to five years, right? So just really creating clarity because this is all going to be the information that you're going to be able to communicate out. So if you don't have any, you know, flyers or your website's not really good, just strengthening the, the uh, brand process that's inside of your, um, uh, uh, you know, fully enrolled workbook is really, really going to help you. Um, creating a brand and, you know, great example is this. We have a school here in the Southeast Raleigh. It's called PAVE, P-A-V-E. And PAVE stands for Perseverance, Attitude, Vibrancy, and Excellence. And I happened to see a, a student wearing a PAVE shirt, you know, their uniform, and I saw the crest, and I knew exactly what that school was. But really think about it your logo is a brand and your students wearing, wearing their school um, wares out in the community is branding. And especially if they act like great little human beings, right? They are constantly branding your school. So you definitely want to make sure that um, if you don't have some way to get your brand out there, uh, whether it's on, you know, magnets for a car, uniforms, uh, whatever it may be, you want to make sure there's a there's a consistent uh, brand for you. So those are two big steps there in your workbook. Uh, also, make sure you're adopting ritual stories and ceremonies. This is really really important because every time that you have some sort of 
ceremony, whether it's graduation or we had standing ovations, we had fast star, like we had all these things on campus that were annual rituals. We had a 5K, like these are just ways to continually to promote your school in the community. So uh, strengthening the brand has three key steps in the rule book, uh, you know, clarifying uh, the mission, creating a brand and making sure you're, you're adopting uh, rituals and uh, strategies. So once you've done all that, then you're going to follow a marketing plan. And, and here we talk about website, which we've talked a lot about social media. Like, did, you know, did you know that um, within the first 10 minutes of waking up, like over 80% of the people check their social media. So if you don't have a social media page for your school and a constant message, you know, going out or a blog or a picture or a video that's, you know, happening, it's, it's, you know, you are certainly missing out. And I know this sounds like extra work, but most of your teachers are already on social media, like Instagram and things like that, right? So, so you could create a branding template. This is what is allowed on our, on our school page. Um, maybe you as the principal where you've got one person in charge of hitting the final yes, okay button. Uh, but you could have, you know, teachers put, you know, stuff up there all the time. And, and it, it could go out on a schedule. You can use free uh, programs like Buffer is a free social media platform where you can put one post up and it'll go to all of your pages at once, to your Instagram, to your Facebook, to your uh, Twitter, right? So all sorts of things can happen uh, in, in one place. So you definitely wanna build a community of fans. You want a social media presence. Um, all sorts of ways uh, to really make sure that your school has a great presence out there. And one thing I'll just hit on this one is checking the four corners and the four walls. And this is like, you know, really become a guest in your school. Maybe if you've listened to our uh, podcast or seen some of our trainings, I talk about this a lot, is really taking a look at your school from all of the different viewpoints of the stakeholders and through their lenses, you know, that's calling your school as a guest, that's coming through Carline as a guest, that's trying to find a parking spot, that's entering your front doors as a guest, right? all these things that you're, you know, what's the experience of your students and of your families and of your current teachers and your prospective teachers? And really, really talking to your team about what are your expectations about what our school looks like and what our school um, you know, should feel like to uh, people. So there's some uh, strategies there in there. All right, so change number four is securing the enrollment, okay? So this is after the lottery through those summer work days. So after the lottery through the summer work days. And so this is what, you know, someone, uh, I think it was Marianne asked about. And so uh, the one thing that you want to make sure you do is you have a plan, right? You have a a plan, like I just talked about the marketing plan, but you have a plan for the families, an engagement plan from after they're accepted into the school, and you better have a lottery, first of all, okay? Uh, I don't care if one person applies or 5,000 people apply. Have a lottery and celebrate the heck out of the individuals who got into that school. So that's the first step. If you don't have a lottery, have it. Again, I don't care if nobody applies. It's a way to celebrate your school and create a ritual and a story. So have the lottery, right? And then have a communication plan to the, to the individuals who did not get into the lottery. You want to have a communication plan for the people in your school 
and a very similar communication plan to the individuals who did not get into your school. Because again, you want to create scarcity, right? I want that. I really want everything you know, positive that happens in your school. Communicate it out. Make sure they're following you on Facebook. Make sure that they're part of an email list. That you want to be collecting their information because you want to stay in contact with those individuals who got in, right? And also the ones who are still on the waiting list because, again, you want to create a desire to buy, right? Because they want to be part of your community and you have to create a, a, a tribe of how to do that. So multiple people should know how to bring uh, people in, uh, um, you know, through uh, the wait list. Our student enrollment, you know, scoreboard, which is, you know, part of the workbook, uh, can really help you keep that score each month to make sure you know exactly how many, um, you know, potential families are applying to the school. So there's some steps here. But here's, so, but here's what I want to really uh, talk about. So leading up to the teacher work days. Okay, so let's talk about leading up to the teacher work days because this is really, really the most important piece. So you have been staying in contact with these families. Maybe you've had a barbecue. Maybe you've had a pool party. Right? These are the families that you know, got in. You're inviting them to as many different events as you possibly can getting them engaged and as part of your culture. And I remember when, when um, we left um, a really strong uh, charter school here in Raleigh uh, to go to another uh, charter school that was just opening up its elementary school. And I remember how hard it was to get into the first school. Well, not two weeks before the first day of school, we got an email say, hey, we're probably delayed a month. Uh, maybe longer. And so my daughter was already at a year-round school, so she was done in May. So this would be like a tremendous amount of time after kindergarten that she would not be in school. My wife was very, very upset about it. And she's like, I, can we try to get her back in the other school? What do we do? This is way too much time. And so this particular school uh, had this outdoor picnic event. And it didn't take two minutes of time. By the time that we walked on to that family event and met hundreds of other prospective families that were also coming to the school and the staff that were going to lead it that my wife said, I don't care how long it takes, right? They had lost her when they said we are delayed, but they had gained her back when they built a relationship. So I want you to make sure that over that summertime, like you are building relationships with those families, find a way COVID or not, to keep them engaged in the school planning, in the school opening, um, anything that you can get them on campus or engaged in some sort of activity with will really help you, right? So that's part of it. So the next step is that now you've, now you've got all of their contact information and your uh, teachers are on campus uh, day one, okay? And so day one, you're going to say, hey, everybody, you are all critically important to making sure we secure 100% enrollment on the first day of school. Because I'm always surprised when a charter school is shocked by not having 100% enrollment on, you know, you know, on the first day. Because if you just follow this process that I'm about to you know, take you through, it should not happen. Nobody should ever be surprised. So on day one, you let, uh, you let the uh, teachers know, hey, on day two, I have given you three hours of time. And during that three hours of time, you're going to call every single family in your homeroom. 
and you're going to introduce yourself, and I have a script here for you, and you're going to tell them two things, right, or you know, three things. One, so excited that you chose our school. Number two, open house is uh, you know, Friday at two o'clock. I want you to be there because I'm really excited to meet you and um, I'll be able to answer all of your questions, right? So you start this phone call by saying, hey, I'm Tom Miller. I'm gonna be your child's teacher this year. I'm calling all of my parents today. So I don't have a lot of time, but I wanna make sure that I tell you these three things. Number one, um, I'm so excited to be your child's teacher and I'm so excited that you chose Integrity Academy and we're just really, really pleased to have you. Two, open house is Friday at two o'clock. Can I count on you to be there because I'm gonna be sharing some really critical information that I really want you there and I want to make sure they get all your great contact information and you verify everything you know, for me and you and your son get to meet all of the other uh, students. Can you be there? Yes, perfect, good. And I also want to make you sure that you know that the first day of school <laughs> is Monday, right? And so at eight o'clock, so I wanna make sure that your son Mikey, who's uh, registered for my class, he's gonna be there on Monday, right? Yes, he will, awesome, I love it. I can't wait to see you at Open House on Friday at two and don't forget Monday is the first day of school, okay? So I've just informed them, right? And I've made a check mark, right? I've got a, I've got a, a list of all my uh, parents and I've got a check mark. Yes, I called. And the check mark also is yes, I physically spoke to somebody, <laughs> right? Because when your teachers are done calling all 25 of their kids, they're going to bring this list back to the front office and say, hey, I called all 25. I left messages for four. I spoke to uh, 19 and two of them like it went to the wrong numbers. Okay, I, I need to know that data. You need to own your numbers and have your information and know. So now I know on the second work day, on the second work day, like whether or not, you know, this, you know, child is coming, whether or not like they don't know about anything or whether we have the right information. Okay. And that starts to take you through a, a flow chart process to be like, okay, well, we're going to follow up with these, um, with these recordings, right. That we've left, you know, let's, let's set a time to call them uh, tomorrow. So maybe there's, you know, some, you know, someone in your front office who has that next step, whatever it may be, those, those, those six non-confirmations, right. Need a plan, right. You need a plan. So it goes all the way through now, it's Friday. Let's say open house is Thursday, don't have it on a Friday. So let's say open house is Thursday, and now I've got another checklist. It's my 25 kids again, and maybe there's some new kids on here, right? You know, because something's gonna change, and I'm gonna do three things. I'm gonna introduce myself. I'm gonna ask every single family to make sure, hey, please come over here, and I want you to write or to, to check off, this is the address that I have for you. Please sign that it's correct. Uh, because we need to make sure it's 100% uh, correct because we're going to mail you some important things, right? But really, you're verifying the exact address because when you, when you invoice the county and the address isn't correct, what happens? The county sends it back, right? They don't like it, um, and it creates an issue. So you're verifying all the contact information right there. They've got their information. You're hitting a plus on the open house. Yes, they were here. So guess what? I come to school Friday morning and my principal says, all right, everybody, how did open house go? Well, I only had 18 of my 25 show up. Okay, well, gosh, well, these 18 of 25, how many have we talked to? Well, we've talked to 24 of them. Okay, so there's one person, there's one person that we're not sure about. And I tell my front office person, hey, 
make sure the wait list is ready for uh, second grade. Let's call the first two people on the wait list and let them know, like, hey, Sunday night, we're going to call you because there might be an opening, right? Whatever that is. So I'm, I'm going through a step-by-step, you know, a process to make sure uh, that I know exactly how many people will come on day one. There should be no surprises, no surprises. And I know this seems like a lot of work, but if you have a system and a process for it and a trust but verification process, you will get much better numbers, right? Because you've done the work over the summer, you've built a relation, you've continued to hammer in their head first day of school, 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 first day of school. All those pieces, like they know specifically when's the first day of school and when I should be there. They should know. They should know. So in the workbook, it's got a whole laid out a process, but those I think are the two most important things. Build a relationship over the summertime, keep them engaged in your social media and your emailing. Make sure that your teachers know that it's their responsibility to, to communicate and report back to the front office how many they have actually physically touched, right? Touched and talked to. Uh, prior to the first day of school. So you should have zero, zero surprises on that uh, first day. Um, and there's lots of other really great, you know, things here about, you know, creating a drop-off and pick-up video routine, you know, make it fun, um, you know, dress codes, expect, I mean, all these things I think you could do that could be part of your communication plan uh, from the summertime to that very, very first day of school. And then we have a whole another you know, flow chart. This is what the first day of school uh, will look like. You know, this is how we make sure we've got all the students and, and all these things. So this workbook has, has been 10, you know, 10 plus years of work. And the great thing is, is if, if that you own it, um, if you've uh, purchased it for, it's $19.99, you know, uh, for this, this work and this tool, um, that I'm going to keep on improving on it, right? It's always going to, uh, get better. I'm always going to host workshops on it. So you're always going to get great value um, out of that. So Marianne, hopefully that answered your uh, question. Um, filling out the paperwork and don't come, I would say create, you know, scarcity. And that comes from having a really, really great, you know, product, which, you know, we can help you with, uh, you know, some of those get a really clear marketing plan and have a systemic process all the way from lottery all the way to, to 24 hours before the first day of school, um, a step-by-step. The key is really building up your wait list because when you build your wait list, I can't afford not to put my kid in when they're offered a spot, you know? And if I'm staying in touch, and I know if they don't show up for open house, like this past year, one of the, the easy indicators in this past year were handing out Chromebooks. When I was in charge of a school and they had eight, 800 kids expected, but only turned out, you know, gave out 600 Chromebooks. I was like, well, we've got a disconnect. Like this is data and data doesn't lie. And you have to get really key on owning your numbers and having some clarity around like how many people said they're coming, how many people have confirmed through actually filling out their paperwork. And this is what the um, enrollment scoreboard does for you. Uh, how many people fill out their paperwork? How many have we called and talked to over the summer? You know, how many have, how many showed up for open house? I mean, think about all these, all these uh, touches, all these uh, touch points along the way, right? Yes to enrollment. Yes, I've turned in my paperwork. Yes, I answered the phone for open house. Yes, I showed up to open house. 
<laughs> right? And yes, I confirmed I know when the first day of school is, and I know that my child's expected to be there. Those five touch points along the way, along with, you know, a bi-weekly or, you know, some sort of constant communication drip, you know, to them will, will make out uh, the difference uh, with that. So that is, uh, that's my teaching for uh, today. We talked about a lot, a lot of pieces, right? But these are these four easy steps. One, set a clear vision for the school's future. Two, strengthen the brand. Three, develop and follow a marketing plan. And four, secure that enrollment goal. Uh, and that uh, fully enrolled workbook can help you get through that through that entire uh, process. So, so again, if you're if you're interested in uh, getting the workbook and you're not, you know, you're not here live, I will put the link in the in the um, in the recording notes in the comments. Uh, you can also go to our webpage at uh, lbleaders.com. Uh, click on the store button and you can buy it there for $19.99. That's the that's the current that's the current price you know, during this real really important time. Or uh, you can just email me at tom at lbleaders.com and I can get you a copy of that. And um, I'm looking in to see if there's any other thoughts or questions, anything that I have not addressed. But but I will but I will just make sure I say this: uh, a goal without a plan is a wish. So. Set your goal, right? Set your goal, create your plan, and then measure the success of your plan along the way based upon the goal that you're trying to achieve. If you're not moving closer to your goal, make an adjustment to your plan. But you can't just start a school and just think that everybody's going to come to you. I know in some communities that's the case. Um, but you have to continuously work on your branding and your reputation because even if you have a strong wait list now, it doesn't mean that other schools are not going to move into the area and um, create uh, challenges for you down, down the road. So seeing no questions in the chat box, I hope this workshop has added value to you. Again, reach out to me at tom at lbleaders.com if you want to learn more. Uh, about what we do or about this process uh, or go ahead and grab our fully enrolled workbook. And I, I can guarantee you, if you follow the steps and the step doesn't work, I will, uh, I will pay you back not only your workbook costs, but I'll you know, double it up. I'll also buy you, uh, you know, lunch after that. So thanks, everybody. Have a magnificent day uh, wherever you are. Uh, keep making a difference and make sure you're taking care of yourself and each other. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and like wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are looking for help to improve your leadership or to improve your school, please go to lbleaders.com, lbleaders.com, and go ahead and click on the button to schedule a quick call. And in 15 minutes, we will have a solution ready for you. Keep making it the uh, difference out there, everybody.